Welcome to the Suffin Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Suffin Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. So, I heard there was this whole incident that happened in New York this week. Oh, I think I heard. I saw it, the, I saw it on the TV. <laughs> the helicopter <Which> helicopter <laughs> oh, crashes yeah. on roof of Manhattan building, killing pilot. That's the news article that I'm looking at right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I remember Jamming bring it up to us. Like, oh, hey, Aruti, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? What happened? <laughs> Meanwhile, it happened ten blocks away from me. <laughs> ten blocks. Ten blocks is actually not that far if you think about it. It's it's not that far, but in Manhattan term, like in New York City terms, like something that's happening two blocks away could be far enough for you not to notice. Could be far enough. Yeah. So like actually, they didn't even. Um, we heard like one of my coworkers knew somebody who worked. Um, oh no, her dent. She her dentist was like a block away from the helicopter crash um, uh-huh. site. They didn't even um, evacuate that building, and it was a block away. So it's, an, it's like an okay for I think for the rest of the country besides New York, I guess we're all like, oh my god, it's another nine eleven, you know, September eleven, yeah. two thousand one. For you kids who don't know what that is, but uh, but so there was like no real panic in your side. No, just a lot of ambulances um, running around and sirens. But we're kind of used to that because, like, we always have sirens and ambulances and yeah, but um, fire and smoke coming from a building. I mean, that's like meh. towering <laughs> inferno. So basically, what you're saying is for New Yorkers. I mean, yeah, like actually, um, what's funny is when when John Ming uh, had texted us. And he was like, hey, Ruthie, are you okay? And I was like, oh, yeah, we're fine. And then, like, I kind of said it out loud. I was like, hey, guys, did you hear in my in my workplace? I was like, hey, guys, did you hear the helicopter crash um, 10 blocks from here? And one of my coworkers was like, oh, yeah, I saw it on, I saw it on, um, on like, my phone on earlier. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody else passed by, and I was like, hey, did you hear the helicopter crash? And she was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you're, that, that's your equivalent of Californians going like, oh, it's only a 4.3 earthquake. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, for us, like a 2.2 is like, oh, there was an earthquake? Right, what? right, right. We never have earthquakes. What is going on? Yeah, because you know, the world it's, is ending. Because, you know, it's, it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of interesting <laughs> how, how something that, that is technically dangerous and it should be alarming uh, we should be maybe panicking a little bit more or be more concerned about it. We're actually not. Kind of, it kind of goes with an episode in Black Mirror that, we, that we're going to be talking about later on. But uh, but yeah, so it's like, what would actually make you panic in New York? Um, hmm. like besides, besides, besides the earthquake part, which you know it's not going to happen. Like mass panic? No, like, like, like you know, like when 9-11 happened, obviously there was a big giant scare. Mm-hmm. Right, like something not that not that equivalent, but something equivalent that would make you guys perk up and go. Maybe we should evacuate. You know, something like that. <laughs> maybe we should call um, our loved ones. Actually, our main the main concern now is like uh, something that we do every two months uh, in in every corporate in every corporate building is um, we have an intruder train. We have intruder trainings and um, evacuations for any emergency cases. So like everybody just. Um, there's always an announcement every two months and then the fire warden comes to each floor and then reminds everybody where the fire exits are. Um, but that's, then, not, that's not really much of a, like 
like an actual panic because it's a train panic. It's a drill. Yeah, like so. What would actually what would make a New Yorker panic? Usually, what makes us panic is like when our trains are running late. No, that's funny because like I, I, I was I was gonna say like what what makes Californians panic is that what do you mean the freeway shut down? <laughs> oh, so yeah, same equivalent. Yeah, for oh us, it's gosh. like. Why are the platforms packed? Did, why are the trains not moving? What is happening? This is and the like, re- this is the reason why humanity is in trouble. <laughs> we yeah, worry, we worry about, about the wrong. Things. We worry about the wrong things. Exactly. <laughs> mm, yeah, go figure. But yeah, well, that's 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 nice to know. There you go, uh, listeners. Uh, this is the state of humanity right now. <laughs> Let's All be right. very concerned. Yes. We must be very, very, very concerned. Mm, very, very concerned. If it involves money and time and and traveling places. That's when it matters the most. Inconvenience. Yeah, when it's an inconvenient, it matters the most. If it's not an inconvenient yeah. and there are like people like like hundreds of people dying like across the block or something, eh, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Like oh, but mm, mm, uh. exactly. Okay. Anyways, on this 240th episode of the show, uh, me and my uh, comic strip co-creator Lewis are going to be talking about E3 uh, 2019 and what it brings to the future of video gaming. So uh, that is a pre-recorded recording that I recorded two days ago as of this recording. Uh, so Ruthie can sit that out because you're not really much of a gamer anyway. Yeah. Yeah, same thing with, <laughs> same thing with Javeg. So he can sit it out because not really much of a gamer anyway. And then uh, later on, we are going to be talking about, uh, we're going to do our regular What's Going On segment. And then we're going to be talking about uh, Black Mirror Season 5 Ooh. on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Button. Here go. All right, so for a lot of gamers out there, this is the best time of the year in terms of like gaming news because it is E3 Expo 2019. So, considering that Ruthie and Jamie doesn't really talk gaming, uh, I had to pull in my co-creator for the Who at Worst Why comic strip, Lewis. Lewis, welcome back to the show. For having me. So, we're not exactly going to be doing the whole like these are the games that are coming out kind of thing because there's a lot of news outlets out there that do that. But I do want to focus on something that, that me and Lewis have been talking about for years now which is the future of gaming, which is essentially streaming and subscription models. And this year, this year's E3 seems to be focused a lot on that. And I think it's time to revisit the subject once again. Yeah, and then I'm really interested to kind of see if the market follows the trend because we see a few companies jumping into it. But to see every, every company that's making games currently jump into a sub- subscription service, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Um, Sony kind of had a thing going to PlayStation Now uh, for in terms of a streaming subscription service, but it, they never really got off on the right foot, it seemed like. You know, and then there were other companies before them, like on live and all that stuff, they were doing the subscription thing. But I think they were they were too ahead of their time. The infrastructure was not quite there yet for what they for what they were doing. Uh, enter Google. So in E3 recently, not really E3, but last week, Google announced their plans for Stadia. Uh, me and Louis actually tried uh, Project X Cloud. X Cloud? No, Project Stream, right? Project Stream. Project Stream on the Chrome on, on Chrome. the Chrome browser. Yeah, which is essentially the beta for uh, Stadia. And uh, go ahead and mention your experience. You know what? Like, I was really so going into it. I was kind of, I was kind of op- uh, pessimistic about what it, what kind of results I was going to get mm-hmm. on the Chrome browser. But being dependent on the internet connection, I was like, oh, man, this is probably not going to be that good. But I stepped into it, and legitimately, it felt like I was just playing on my console. Everything was fine. 
there wasn't any hiccups, there was no lag. But then I would if like for whatever reason my internet wanted to not be at its peak, I would get that lag. And that's kind of like that's kind of the downfall to that system because it's yeah. totally dependent on that. So like let's say your internet goes down or you you have some latency in your internet, the the system will kick you out because it's saying, Oh, your internet's too slow. Whoop, yeah. Back to the main screen. Yeah, and to be fair, that that was because it was a beta or an alpha actually. So they can excuse it for that. Because right now what they're announcing is if you want to play 4K gaming, you got to have 35 megabits per second. Now, what was your speed when you were trying it out? Uh, like 125? Right. So you have a pretty fast one. I was running it at 50 megabits per second and mine was laggy as hell. Okay? Oh, man. So, so when they say that minimum is 35 megabits per second or the best for 4K, I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it. They may have like done some adjustments based on the alpha and the beta tests that we were doing to accommodate some certain things, but I personally don't believe it. People jumping into the Stadia Founders Edition, you're doing a big risk as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I think uh, I think it's just it's crazy to think that, that people can easily get that type of internet. I go to a lot of people's homes or I visit a lot of offices and spaces that do not have that type of internet connection so mm-hmm. for them to say a minimum is 30 megabits it's like yeah for four that's a four four that? how feasible is that for most consumers uh not i would say not the majority because a lot of people are 20 and below and that, that's kind of the the range that google wants because 20 and below is 1080p 10 and below is 720p right but even then i don't believe it just based based just based on my experience of 50 megabits per second i can't even pull off 720p Right, so it's like I I'm not I don't trust it right now. Yeah, and I would I'm kind of interested to see how much further they took that, just to see like what kind of coding like is there more processing power on their part, and that's why they're saying 30 frames per second because we'll do the rest, or is there something that would have gone further into detail how they achieved this? Yeah, I, I don't know either. I mean, I guess we'll find out later this year when all the people with the Stadia Founders Edition for $130 uh, will find out. You know, they'll find out. And then next up, uh, we're going to skip Microsoft first. Let's let's go with um, with Bethesda. Is it Bethesda? Bethesda or whatever it's called, pronounced. Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're going about things differently with the whole streaming thing. They're actually providing middleware for companies who want to do cloud gaming. Uh, streaming and whatnot. They're doing. Uh, they have this thing called called Orion, and essentially what it is, it is supposed to like either give companies a certain kind of code or a certain kind of engine that they can run that will optimize the use of streaming. That'd be kind of cool if they could. Depending on the type of game, so is it? Do you think it's going to be like indie, or is it going to be like full AAA type of games that will be able to handle that? I don't know because they were doing Doom, Inter- Doom Eternal, right? And as a demo, and it seemed to work pretty fine. But 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 the, the, there was one company uh, a while back ago who had code specifically for online gaming, and that was actually Sega. Sega Net had a specific code that that developers were supposed to use if they want to optimize Sega Net, which was running on a fifty-six point six kilobit per second modem, right? So, so essentially what, what Bethesda is doing is they're doing the same exact thing. They have code, they have an engine, middleware engine, middleware code for companies like Google to tell like developers, hey, why don't you use this code? It will help out with the cloud, with the cloud gaming, with the, with the streaming thing to make it more efficient, right? So 
I'm thinking there'll be other companies that are going to follow Bethesda and go, no, no, we have a more efficient code. Use ours. So that's going to be that thing. So you think they're going to they're going to run into that hiccup that other other companies already have mm-hmm. an X Cloud or whatever, right. a Google Stream yep. or whatever's going on right now. Yeah, they're cla- they're claiming they can fix your problems with their with their engine with their code. You go to us and we'll help you make your your cloud gaming solution more viable. I guess that's what Bethesda's doing. But that's really hard to say. Like, hey, like, oh, this is just purely based off of the internet. Like, the internet is very shoddy. There's mm-hmm. times when your internet's down and there's nothing that you can say or do to fix it. Right, and they're so saying for the, for for them to offer something that's purely gaming towards, hey, you have to be on the internet to get this get this product it's not i don't i can't, I can't see it as being feasible no no i i think it's more of a code thing it isn't like it isn't a cloud gaming in terms of like now they had they weren't very specific but from what i gather this has nothing to do with like uh bethesda streaming it has more to do with the efficiency of the code that will work well with the bandwidth of people's computers and computer people's uh, speed that's what it is so is it kind of like you can take any monitor or any old computer and then you'll be able to play this game because a lot of the code work is done by their system? No, by the engine. By the by the uh well, that's true, huh? It'll it'll be pretty much from the game that you that you that you're playing. And then the basically if for example, if um if X developer, whoever that is, has a has a game that's streaming to the cloud that another person is playing and is outputting one hundred percent of the data. Even though not all the data is necessary to 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 transfer to the bandwidth, so all that extra data is eating up the bandwidth when it's unnecessary. I'm thinking uh, Bethesda's Orion is supposed to fix that. It's supposed to like remove some of the data packs that is unnecessary for to make the bandwidth more efficient. That's my guess. Yeah, so like it would take the it would take the coding that is like extremely necessary to what you're what you're currently doing with the game, and then it's kind of streamline that for you don't feel any latency yeah yeah it's supposed to you're supposed to trick your eyes i guess in terms of like it looks smooth 60 frames per second and all that stuff but what you're actually not seeing is the underlying engine that's that's covering all the mistakes that the bandwidth can't handle that's my guess once again i'm not sure i never i never had a sit down with bethesda and this is the impression i got from their their presentation yeah and other companies are doing that too Right, like everybody has their own little solutions, right? So, so let's go with the big gun here, Microsoft. Microsoft has two, two different business models in terms of like what to do with the future of gaming online and subscription because they have both, right? I, I think to be fair, Google also has an, a subscription version for, for their system, but they weren't being very specific in how that's supposed to play out. But so let's go back to Microsoft here. Uh, they have Project X Cloud, which is essentially their streaming version. Uh, the way the way that one works is that they do have main servers like from the Azure Cloud thing that can stream your game to you, or you can use your own console as a server to stream your game to yourself. Yeah, and other companies have actually jumped on board with them. So xCloud must be doing something right. And I think it's kind of in the last couple of years that Xbox it seems like it's going more towards a digital sense opposed to a physical traditional hey here's a console and you get physical games for it and you it's more hey there's a there's a console that we sell or you can play on your computer and you can play our whole library yeah my, my prediction from a few years ago was the fact that it'll be a combination of xcloud and game pass so you have 
you have a, a certain amount of games you can play, like via Netflix or whatever, the Game Pass uh, thingamabob, and then combine that with xCloud, and you're streaming, you don't even have to download the game anymore. You can just stream it straight to your to your Xbox, you know, via Game Pass. Which that, would be- save a, that, that would save up a lot of hard drive space, but is there any system that's capable of, capable of doing that, maintaining just just that 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 streamlined product line? Like, oh, this this Xbox can run blah 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 amount of time of streaming, because I I would imagine that would be really like something high maintenance for it to do. Yeah, but you know they have they have a lot of uh, decades of working on code, so uh, network code. So I I think they can. They can figure it out somehow, you know. But then, of course, we'll see it when we believe it, right? Even even the demos they have at E3 right now isn't going through a Wi-Fi. It isn't going through um, uh, like like a real life demo kind of thing. It's it's really more of a case like a controlled environment to try to get the best results. And from what people are saying who are witnessing it at E3 right now, it's pretty smooth. But once again, it's a controlled environment, so you can't really. Use that as the basis of how it is in the real world. They're, they're probably setting up all the consoles and stuff. Hide the land cables. Hide the land cables. They can't know. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that is what it is. It is a land cable into a like a Wi-Fi hub, and then the controllers are right next to that Wi-Fi hub. But there was supposedly the network is still coming from the Azure clouds, like 400 miles away. So, so there's that at least. But it's still a controlled environment. We'll wait to see how it plays out later on in the year when it goes live to the public. But the one thing that I really think has the most uh, promise is simply the subscription model. And Xbox announced the Game Pass Unlimited subscription model, which gives you uh, over 100 games for the console, over 100 games for the PC, as well as Xbox Live Gold for $15 a month, which is a really good deal. It's a really good deal. And I think they're jumping on something that a lot of companies aren't really ready to do but i think it's because of what you've been saying before that they're they've been kind of leading up slowly to this mm-hmm. they are this is essentially the netflix of gaming you know the, the, the simplicity of going to netflix and choosing a tv show or a movie just by just choosing from the tv screen is what game pass is 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 going going for of course game pass unlimited works best when you download the game i mean that, that's the only way you can play it the games if you download it to your console or, or pc but in the near future, you can buy them with xCloud, and then there we go. So uh, this year, this year they're offering a one dollar introductory rate for for X, for Game Pass Unlimited uh, at this month of E3. So if you listen to this, I will take advantage of that. It's only a dollar. You must try it out. If you never played Xbox games before, this is the best way to try and to try them out because you get the all the is it, is it all the original Xbox games? All the um, first party titles are available on. Game Pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them are. I was, I was just playing Forza or Forza Four oh, earlier. Man, yeah. I want to try such an Overdrive for a change. You know, like I, I haven't played such an Overdrive since I visited E3 all those years ago to try it out. But, uh, but yes, that's, that's also available, right? Yeah, and I, actually, I think that was one of the free games that we've gotten a while ago, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but I don't have an Xbox One, so I couldn't play it. <laughs> But now you can. But now I can. Integrated with your PC. Yeah, but 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 I think the one thing a lot of people are confused about is that games that are available on Xbox One aren't necessarily found on the PC version, and vice versa. There are some games on the PC Xbox that doesn't exist in the console Xbox. But Microsoft is slowly talking to all. Not slowly. I'm sure they're they're rushing. They're trying to talk to all the game developers and go, "Hey, make your games for Xbox and PC, and then it'll be able to be able to be available on Game Pass Unlimited." 
So do you think we're going to get the next-gen Xbox all digital? It's um, just going to be streaming. Or do you think they're going to have a sub subcategory of console that's just streaming? Well, like they, streaming console. Well, they already have the uh, the Xbox uh, One S. No, S? The, 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 the all-streaming version? The all-streaming edition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I, think, I know that all the rumors point to two different uh, SKUs for the next Xbox. There'll be the really expensive one, the, uh, the Anaconda, as they call it. And then there'll be what they announced as a Scarlet, which they never said the Scarlet had a disk drive, right? They never said that. They never said that, hey, we have a Blu-ray drive. They never said that. So my guess is the Scarlet will actually be the cheaper model that's all digital. That way they can save money and sell it for a cheaper price. Hmm. Yeah. Then the Anaconda will be for the people who want to get the disk drive. That's my guess. That that's what that, that, that's Do you really happen. want a disk drive? Here's this $100 more model. I think it's gonna be more than I think it's gonna be like a hundred. There's gonna be a difference of 150. I really think they're gonna try to shoot for either 300 or 250 for for the for the Scarlet, and then and then the big one's gonna be either 400 or even as much as 500. They can't do over 500. I think after not over the PS2 is no one. That's like that's like the 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 bad the bad price. I think they get away with 450. They should go for 450 because I mean the hardware they're putting on the Anaconda is not cheap. I think they can get away with 450. If they can get away with 400, they'll be great. But 500 is risky because that's what that's what the Xbox One came out as, and nobody liked that. So my guess, 479.99. That'd be the compromise. And it, <laughs> and it would come with streaming off the bat, like the whole like a whole library of games would be yeah. perfect. And they're gonna have Halo Infinite, so it's a launch game, so that'd be perfect. Like, come play. Anaconda and it's gonna have Halo streaming ready. Yeah, I mean, what, what's good about the Anaconda is you get the, well. This is my once again my theory. Uh, the Anaconda will have a disc drive, but you can still play the cloud gaming stuff as well as the download stuff. So it's the best of both worlds. And then the and then the the Scarlet will just be you're forced to play either streaming or digital. I'm kind of interested to see if the PS4 is going to be jumping into that or that Sony is going to be jumping into the same kind of stuff because you know. it, it doesn't seem like Nintendo's doing it, but they are doing some some type of streaming service because they did announce that they were working with Xbox on xCloud and so is Sony. Right. So uh, so I'm, what, what, what I'm guessing here is that uh, so, Sony's PlayStation Now service is going to have to try and follow suit with Game Pass because Game Pass... Big, uh, the big thing is there is that they have day of release titles for the original title for their uh, first party, as well as some third parties. Some third parties are also jumping on the day of release thing. Uh, PlayStation Now has never done that from what I can from what I remember, and that's always been the thing about PlayStation Now. It's a streaming service that has lag, and they don't do day day of release, but Game Pass does. I'm th- I have to assume Sony's gonna go like we're also gonna follow the day of release stuff. I feel like they have to. They yeah. they can't take that risk of losing because right now they're on top of the pedestal. Yep. And and if they if they give up that positioning just because they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to be the new kids on they don't want to follow the trend. Yep. Really bad place. Yeah. So one so once again the ideal future for me is I'll be able to play PlayStation PlayStation now on my PC and Xbox games on my PC and it looks like the future is. 
bright. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to own a console and have a PC yeah. like Albert. <laughs> and then, and then all, all I could do is just get myself a, a Nintendo Switch or a Switch 2, and then I can play Nintendo games there. <laughs> See? So, then, like there we go. called it the Switch 2. The Switch 2, you know. That's Albert's prediction for it's not, the next. It's not going to be called. It's Switch not going to be. It's going to be. Too. It's not gonna be called a Switch 2. They're not gonna do that. They never. They ne- sort of the even the Super Nintendo. Even Nintendo never did uh, Nintendo NES 2. They went Super Nintendo. So it's not gonna be the Switch 2. It's not because they'll we, call it the Switch the Switch XL. If we're going by the 3DS model, nah, they're, the, gonna, they're, they're gonna go the, with they're gonna go with a totally different name. It's not gonna be Switch something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But speaking of Nintendo, uh, go ahead and tell me your story again about that that E3 leaker thing and Nintendo. So apparently there was a leaker on Twitter and Reddit and he was stuff that's been going on in E3. And he hasn't missed anything. So today he was posting that somebody had called him, a lawyer had called him, continues blah, blah, blah to like keep uh, giving people information about secretive stuff about the company that they would pursue legal action. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he posted this and he was talking about it and how even after he had, he had talked to the lawyer and told him that he wasn't going to post anymore, they still sent him an email to kind of be like, hey, if you didn't listen the first time, this is the email to tell you that we would pursue legal action if you don't listen to us again. Yeah, and my theory is that they're just bullying the guy. I don't think there's any real precedent to sue somebody for passing out information. And, you know, they're, they're, they're essentially treating him like a whistleblower but he's not exactly a whistleblower. He's almost like technically like uh, a journalist who has a secret source. That's essentially what it is. They can't, he can't really get sued for that. And that's what we were talking about earlier. Is there any precedence for this? Like, is is he just getting bullied? No, because nobody, nobody just, no regular person is just sitting around with a team of lawyers waiting to fight Nintendo or right. any other big triple AAA company like that. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I really think Nintendo's just pulling, they're, they're just pushing their weight. They're gonna go. Well, what's he gonna do, right? But they're essentially <laughs> they're essentially fishing. They're actually fishing to see if he would reveal who his source is in Nintendo and in all these other companies and who's the leaker, who's the whistleblower. You know. Yeah, maybe that's why he stopped. Like maybe he he was scared for that person's well being in that company, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to go any further. He didn't want to pursue it any further. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a smart choice. I mean. He's just a redditor and, and a Twitter. He's not getting paid money for for having a, like a breaking news, right? So yeah, you know, it's not it's not worth the risk. But yeah, most likely Nintendo was just bullying. I mean, Nintendo Nintendo does this often. Like if they think that some organization or some some company is using their products wrong, they always pursue legal action. Hey, you can't you can't have Super Smash Brothers in your tournament. We never authorize that. Hey, <laughs> you can't do that. Exactly. They're they're like the adults that are always watching. But I think it's crazy to pick out one guy, especially mm. at this time of the year. Yeah. Like, oh, this is leaking. This is what's going to be at E3. So to just pick out this one guy just because he happened to be right. Yeah. It's good. It's a good timing, though. I mean, may- maybe their Nintendo's uh, direct play thing is going to be uh, pretty good. And he doesn't want that to get spoiled. So. And then he said, and he said in a, a line that I was, I was so like Avengers, when uh, Thanos is like, it's inevitable that you're back to me. And he was kind of just, basically, he was saying that even if I don't say it, someone else is gonna leak it out there. Yeah, but at least the other person will get sued and not him. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they haven't warned the other person, so they're coming. Yeah, yeah they, they, just think about it. Even if there is no legal basis on Nintendo suing a person, passing out information, Nintendo is going to stretch it out in the courtroom, and that's going to cost the guy money. And then, and then the judge could say Nintendo pay for his legal fees and for all the time he was he's wasted on the courtroom, and it, or the judge might not even let him let them do that. So it's too risky. It's just not worth it. But I think that's kind of crazy because if that if if that if I was in a situation where I was fighting a big company like that, it would almost be it almost be beneficial for me, somebody that's it, like irrelevant to most people, mm-hmm. opposed to a big giant company that's bullying one person. You know, like that kind of drags your your name under the mud. Yeah, but I mean, th- this is what they do. <laughs> They're very good at it. Ask Edward. Hey, he stopped. So he, he stopped. So yeah. it must work. You know. Exactly. He must have took it very seriously. Yep. Anyways, so that's essentially our conversation of E3 2019. Uh, it's all about streaming and cloud gaming. Yeah, there are games there too, but uh, you can find that online somewhere. <laughs> all right, Lewis. Uh, thanks for the discussion. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at DecafZZZ on PlayStation, Xbox, or you can find me on the weekly comic strip that we have. With me and Albert, yep. Go go doing topical things, pretty funny stuff. Go check us out. Thanks for having me on the show, Albert. You are like that said the only gamer that I have to talk to <laughs> on the on the podcast. Because usually when I mention it to Ruti and Jamie, they just kind of mock me about ah oh, gaming, blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> you still play games? How dare you? Hey, I'm gonna start playing games more often now because I have Game Pass Unlimited. <laughs> yeah, for a dollar. Oh yeah, the oh, yeah. deal. Definitely going to take advantage of it. I'm, I'm going to force myself to play one game a month just to make it worth it. <laughs> As of this recording, it's currently 6.23 p.m. on June 12, 2019 at the Los Angeles Convention Center where E3 Expo is currently located at in California. And it's time we take a look and see what's going on. So uh, a lot of the like like video games, it's a very visual medium. So I, we actually, I actually have a bunch of news articles here that's a very visual medium. So... Don't mind me if I don't play anything. <laughs> the, the links are in the show notes, and I'll tell you what they are. Uh, we have a video here of Galaxy's Edge's Ray and Chewbacca hiding from stormtroopers with little kids. It's a cute video, right? Yeah. So, and, and that's what I meant uh, on the previous episode where I talk about how it's like the Renaissance Fair, but for Star Wars, because you get to interact with the characters in the land itself. Uh, and speaking of interacting with characters in Galaxy's Edge, there is also uh, two videos. One of them is a little girl, which is actually on the previous video, who is scolding the First Order at Star Wars Galaxy Edge. So you see a little girl like yelling at stormtroopers and whatnot. It's cute. <laughs> and then there's also, an- there's also another video where there's a little boy who's dressed as a Jedi who is like waving at the stormtroopers, like almost like a force mind wave kind of thing. And then, <laughs> and then the stormtroopers are, are like, like interacting with the kid from a distance, but because every time they try to approach the kid, the kid like runs away. Good video. You should take a look. So at even that. the kids were were uh, playing along. They're That's playing so along. Cute. I'm sure. I'm sure the parents go, "Here, kid, hey, do this, do this." <laughs> I know, right? In yeah, the background, most likely. Oh, go, 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 yeah. go! Now, now, now. We're getting this on video. Maybe it might be a viral hit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, speaking of kids and Galaxy's Edge, um, previously there was an article about how a uh, a guest, uh, a customer, a, a tourist. Uh, a traveler, there you go. They're called they called travelers in Batu. A traveler was interacting with one of the Batu residents, or uh, and apparently they asked like uh, something to do with their kid, 
And then the, mm-hmm. the Batu person called it a kid, not younglings, right? Because supposedly oh. you're supposed to call them younglings. Well, the Batu residents said like, oh, I don't, I don't call them by that name because of what happened to the younglings in the Jedi Temple all those years ago. And so, uh. so I don't really want to call them younglings. You know, I'm going to call them kids, right? So that, 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 that came out. There was a news article that came out and go, oh, cast members in Galaxy's Edge are not allowed to call kids younglings because of what happened in Revenge of the Sith, where, spoilers, <laughs> a certain character kind of killed a bunch of kids, the younglings, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So for so that 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 blew up, not really blew up, but those people looking for articles for Gaza's Edge, they go, oh, that's a, that's an article. So they started writing articles about this is essentially fake news, right? So this this is how fake news spreads. People. <laughs> and it went viral. It, it, it didn't go viral in the sense that, uh, but it was spread out. Like news or news uh, stations out there were talking about, oh yeah, they're not. And then somebody went ahead and asked a natural representative from Disney, is it true that you guys aren't allowed to call kids younglings anywhere? Because the only time they mentioned younglings in movies is when they died right and they go no that's not true they can call them younglings all they want oh there we go so yeah uh the word Mm -hmm. younglings not exactly banned in galaxy's edge yeah Um, maybe it's each character's uh prerogative yeah because you know they're all playing a character right so for all you know that person that that originally like like got it rolling was just playing a character who said that they don't want to call kids younglings Exactly. <laughs> right, okay. Well, speaking of something that should or should not be banned, there was a woman who sent uh, a friend an innocent photo. I say innocent because when you look at the photo, uh, it looks not so innocent. So this is part where Ruthie clicks on the link and looks at the picture and tell me what you think. Uh, listeners, okay. feel free to go to the show notes, click on the link, and tell me what you think if you want to. Optical illusion makes it look very R-rated. Okay, it's loading, loading. No, no, article says... X, <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah. What do you think that looks like, Ruthie? Um, hold on. It looks like she took a picture of something in between her legs. <laughs> you mean her JJ? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so if you scroll down the uh, the the dialogue, tree, but it's not right. It's, it's like, not. It's she, not. It's down. Her, looking down her feet. It's looking down her feet. Correct. So, listeners, if you look at the tag. It looks like what, it, what you think it looks like, but it's actually the opposite direction kind of thing. It's kind of funny. Let us share. But once again, it's hilarious. It's, yeah. it's a visual thing. It's a visual thing. <laughs> it just it just catches you off guard. Yeah, it's like, kind of weird. Hey, what? This is this is a visual way of saying it's all about perspective. Speaking <laughs> of creative perspectives, uh, Steven Spielberg is apparently writing a streaming series for uh, the the little streaming site called QB, uh, I think, or QBI, which is supposed to be like short for quick bites like 10 minute videos kind of thing so Steven Spielberg is writing a streaming series for QB or QBI who but you can only watch it at night specifically after midnight hmm. we should google how to pronounce it uh if you want to I don't care <laughs> <laughs> okay never mind <laughs> uh, so, yeah QB this goes to show your little your little rhyming trick thingy we don't care. <laughs> you may want to reconsider what you're talking, well, what you what you name your company. Uh, yeah. So essentially, because you can only watch QB on your phone, your phone will be able to tell the network or the streaming service what time it is you're watching it, and so the videos will theoretically only be unlocked after midnight on your time. Hmm. So it's basically it's going to be like a, a scary horror story, I guess, and then and then you can only watch it after midnight. 
Okay, so it's per- to purposely spook you. Mm-hmm. This is this is Spielberg's really way of really going like. You have to make content specifically for TV or for movie screens. This is for TV. I mean, this is you... specifically for TV. Oh no, not no, for I think, movie screen. I take it back. This is specifically for your phone. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you can you can't use Cubi on a TV. It has to be on your phone. That's true. Yeah. They, they, they may want to consider talking to Verizon when when Verizon tried that when they had the Go 90 thing. Yeah, you may want to talk to them about how that would turn out. Uh, but yeah, but you know, there will be people who will who will view this series because it is Spielberg. I mean, I know I would. So yeah. Speaking of views, uh, Google just revealed the Pixel Four on Twitter because of all the leaks it's been getting lately. So if you want to see what the Pixel Four looks like, and there it's a, it's a little iPhone ugly uh, square camera looking thing, <sighs> it's available on Twitter. <laughs> Google officially released it to confirm it. Yes, that is the Pixel Four. Have at it. So yeah. Well, at least that's one way of saying like they're getting ahead of the leaks because you know the most companies' policies they just they don't acknowledge the leaks, right? Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is one way of saying like yeah, we're going to acknowledge it and we don't care. So that's nice, I guess. <laughs> uh, speaking of situations involving leaks, there's apparently a teenage girl in China, I believe, who had like a stomach ache kind of thing. Oh yeah, I heard about. Oh, you, know, you heard about this? Yeah, so she had like yeah. really bad constipation and she couldn't poop, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. For like uh, seven days or something crazy. Yeah. And then the doctors, uh, she had, they had to go to the doctors and the doctors find out why that is. And it's because, <laughs> go ahead, finish it. She had too much boba. Yeah, boba, uh, basically tapioca You protein. got boba problems. Hashtag boba problems. <laughs> <laughs> she must have drank a lot of boba before it to, clog, to think, clog it. See, I have this theory. I think she might have had bad boba. And she kept probably kept on going to the same place with bad. Because like, actually like... I feel like boba and tea and milk should do the opposite of making you constipated. Correct. I agree. Yeah, right? Yeah. This is like it must have been like kind of somewhat artificial. That's yeah. why it was clogging her up. Because it must have been really solid too, if it didn't like you mm-hmm. know. Like, yeah, that's what I was saying earlier to, to a coworker. I said it must have been like the tapioca must have been kind of undercooked if that's the case. Cause mm-hmm. like yeah, that's, you could drink all the boba you want. It's actually not I mean, it's bad because it's, it's starchy and, and sugary, but it's mm-hmm. not, like, that bad for you. Yep. Well, uh, I believe they only gave her laxatives and all that stuff to, to you know, uh, put her end at risk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at risk. <laughs> uh, you know, anyways. Blah, 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 blah. And speaking of ends, <laughs> PlayStation <laughs> Views deals with AMC, Discovery, NBC, and Turner are all ending this month in June. Uh, very similar to other streaming services like YouTube TV or Sling or DirecTV Now, as well as the the cable networks, as well as the uh, networks like ABC, NBC, whatever. They always have to make deals with with networks, like how much they're gonna have to pay or whatever to show their their stuff, right? Um, I don't know how p- well PlayStation View is doing, but there is a slight chance that, that PlayStation View uh, viewers might lose AMC, Discovery, NBC, and Turner all at the end of the month if they can't come up with a deal. Mm. So, so my recommendation to them is uh, check out YouTube TV and also all the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of subscription services, Hertz is launching a monthly car rental subscription starting at $1,000 or $999. That's a lot. This is in re- response to Enterprise also launching their car rental service, which I believe is $1,300 from maybe. Wait, $1,000 to rent a car every month? Yes. Essentially, they have, like a, they have access to a certain amount of cars that they can use 
constantly. And I guess their Hertz and Enterprise will provide the maintenance and all that stuff. So this is essentially for people who want to have a car for a month but don't really want to keep the car. Is that kind of a thing? I guess so. Yeah. So you're But if you're subscribing for a thousand dollars, like if you only need it like once every, you know, so often, then wouldn't it be cheaper to just go day to day? I don't know. I never, I never leased a car, and I never rented. I think that's not true. I have rented cars, but I don't remember ever renting it in a very prolonged time frame. I don't know. If I mean, even if it's for a month, like let's say it's thirty dollars a day, it still wouldn't. Come out to close to a thousand dollars a month, no? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess this is like for the really. This is probably more like a business thing. I think yeah. businesses might take advantage of it because they have access to like an SUV, a, a truck, or a car, a regular sedan kind of thing. Like, is there like a limit to what kind of cars you can rent? Like, would could you rent fancy cars and stuff? I doubt that. I think all he said oh. was. Like, I think all he said there was a sedan, a truck, and an SUV. Seem like that's. Not worth it. <laughs> it does. Oh, here we go. Luxury sedans is on the list. Oh, okay. Yeah, luxury sedans, regular SUVs, and larger trucks will be available for... Oh, never mind. That's for $1,400 a month. Hmm. Oh, Porsche, Benz, BMW, Audi, Jaguar, Volvo, Cadillac. Yeah. This, doesn't seem right. like, this doesn't seem like it's worth it, though. I mean, uh, if you want to swap a car, it's $75. There's also an en- enrollment fee of uh, $250. There's also like a 2,000-mile monthly allot- allotment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it seems like I a lot of work. It. Plus 35 cents. Who's going to rent it? Who's going to do this? I think it is for businesses who have like who have like clients that they need to stay over in a country for a for a month and then they can like well here's some money go ahead and rent a car for a month. And this Maybe. is supposed to be more cost efficient? I don't know. But it would be cheaper if they had just if they just had a fleet of luxury cars that they're just paying off every month and it's going to be the companies or you know they're leasing it. I don't know. This 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 just this doesn't make any fiscal sense to me. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Me neither. Speaking of subscription services and things you can stream in them, uh, the Y Axis, you know, the band has provided our opening and closing music as well as all the music in this episode. Uh, they have released a new album called No Waves, and I encourage people to go check it out. And right now, I'm going to go ahead and play. Some samples from the song, but there's about five songs from the 10, 10, 10 song album. And uh, it's not the whole song, so I'm just gonna play a montage of it. It's about three, it's a little over three minutes long. So I'm gonna go ahead and play it right now. Uh, but before I play it, uh, I gotta say. And that's what's going on.
Before we talk about Black Mirror Season 5, uh, just in case the listeners actually care, Ruti, where can people find you online? You can find me on Instagram at grace13, that's G-R-R-A-C-E-1-3 for random picks, um, cat picks, DIY picks, um, so you guys can get, take a look at my at-home projects. Um, what else do I have? Did I say cat pics? Wait, wait. Cat pics. You, you actually don't have like a, a script in front of you anymore? I didn't I didn't have ah. it in front. I wanted to be a little bit more spontaneous. I want to see how the uh. next one goes then. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. <laughs> okay, go on. Okay. So, wait, are we still recording? Yeah, we are still over? recording. Go ahead. We're totally recording? Your, your, okay. your other plug. Did I say, did I say cat pics? Yes, you said cat, cat pics. Cat pics, cat pics, cat pics, cat pics. Yeah, that's, that's for, Travel pics. for Grace13 <laughs> at Instagram. And then you also have yep. another one called? B.Entwined Events. Uh, that's B.E.E.N.T.W.I.N.E.D. For design events like for bridal showers, for gender reveals, birthdays, kids' birthday parties, um, party favors, anything that you need for any event, let, hit us up. Uh, check out our, web, our uh, Instagram. Oh, pretty good, pretty good. And this is Albert. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can find me on the Isona Movie Blog, on the weekly comics trip that I did with Lewis, and also on the Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils podcast. Recently, me and Jamming did talk about the movie Dark Phoenix. You can find that at the latest episode of Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils. And speaking of the weekly comic strip, uh, once again, thank you to Lewis for being on the E3 segment here. And you can once again find him on uh, Xbox or PlayStation under ZZZ, and as well as the weekly comic strip. If you want to send us a message, send it to whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com. If you want to follow or leave a comment, uh, head over to our Instagram page or Facebook page or on the website itself. If you want to show us your support, head over to who what works when it comes to that support to find out how. Music has been provided by the White Axis. Find um find them at the whiteaxis.bandcamp.com. Uh, they have they're not really maintaining the whiteaxis.com website, so just go to their the whiteaxis.bandcamp.com and uh, like in Bandcamp. Bandcamp, <laughs> like in Bandcamp. Yeah, here let me let me double check the whiteaxis.bandcamp.com. Is that the right URL? That is the right URL. Yes, there we go. Okay. And you can also sample the waves over there. Check out the waves, their new album. Yeah. All good. All right. Is that it? Is that it? Uh, the, uh, the, uh, oh, all the links and information can be found at whoatworstwhy.com. There you go. That's how you end a segment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, where's that little button that's supposed to press? Oh, here it is. Buttons. Okay. Uh, 
before we jump into spoiler territory, Ruti, tell us your non-spoiler impression of Black Mirror Season 5. Um, non-spoiler. It was... Okay, nothing spoiler. It was very, um, I would say, very feel-good in a way. Um, or it was you, it? Or was it? <laughs> but it wasn't as disturbing as the first four seasons. Like, the first four seasons really made you go, oh my god, what the fuck? And then this one, excuse my French. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this one was more like, oh, yeah, that's plausible. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. Or what, or were they? Or were they? <laughs> then it was kind of like, mm, okay, like some of them had, um, you know, it wasn't as uh, gruesome. It wasn't as, like, mind-blowing uh, or overly technological. I, I find this very entertaining hearing you try to describe season five without spoilers. So, uh, did you want to continue? <laughs> did you want to continue? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. Because if I keep talking, I'm going to end up spoiling something. Yeah. As for me, uh, I more or less liked it. I mean, I liked it. And then there are some parts that I had problems with. Like what Rudy said, it did seem like not that, not that, not that three episodes felt like an incomplete season, but it felt like an incomplete season. Kind of wish there was more than just three episodes. I realized yeah. the first season, I believe, only had three episodes or four episodes, whatever. Um, Banders Nets took up a lot of their time. That's the reason why it's only three episodes. Oh, and yeah. and uh, and I thought the episodes were kind of almost spilling its wheels. Charlie Brooker seems to have run out of things to say. Maybe. Or did he? Maybe. It's, did he? Yeah, this a lot of people consider this the weakest Black Mirror uh, season. But I don't think... But, but week for Black Mirror is still pretty good. So, but then we'll get into why maybe it's not as good in the spoiler te- territory. So, here we go with the spoilers. Where's my spoiler button? Oh, is that one? Nah, I'm going to use that one. I need to edit this one. It's too long. <laughs> oh, I should just play it? Oh, I should just play it. Oh, okay, okay. Just play it. Uh, just, just play it. Play just play it. it. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> just do it. We're talking movies and TV shows. There'll be spoilers in our discussions, so please take it. You've been warned. It is time. Welcome to spoilers, please. All right, we are talking about Black Mirror season five which you can find on Netflix, uh, recently came out last week in the month of June in 2019. Where am I going with this? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm taking, I'm following your lead here. <laughs> I know, right? But hey, uh, supposedly the episodes were supposed to be laid out randomly. Uh, but did you get the same thing that I got? It's, it's Stripe King Vipers first. And then, um, what was that? What was the middle one? Smithereens. It's called Smithereens. Yeah, I looked it up. It's called Smithereens. All right, that's, that's the second episode. So Striking Vipers, Smithereens, as well as so Rachel, Jack, and Ashley too. Was it that? Was it in that order for you? Um. Yeah, Ashley too was the last. Yeah, it was Snipe. The what is it? Vipers. Okay, so it is the same then. Okay. Yeah. I, I was told that for some people, uh, the Ashley two was the first thing they saw because that was really. For, so it's supposed to be Netflix is supposed to randomize the order based on who you are. And I guess if if it doesn't know who you are, they just they just go standard order, yeah. which I guess we got the standard order. Uh, so let's start with striking striking vipers first. Yeah, let's start with striking <laughs> vipers first. Go. Um, 
very interesting. I mean, it did um, give the, you know, it, it did touch upon that subject of people's difference in persona, like people having a different persona when they're in a virtual game versus in real life. Um, yes, these two best friends find themselves enjoying each other in a virtual world. Um, but towards the end, they realize that they're in real life. There's nothing there in the game. Yes, they enjoy it. But I mean, with all the fantasy that's involved in the virtual game and the, all the infinite possibilities in that world, I mean, I can see why some people can actually, and it, it is actually um, true to this day where people would rather be in a game where they can actually interact with other people and would rather be in that persona than li like actually live their lives in, in the real world. When Rudy ever when Rudy said enjoying the game or enjoyment of the game or enjoying the game, <laughs> she actually meant sex, 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 sex. That's, yes. that's, that's what it means. That's so. all they do. That's all they do in the game. They don't even play. They just have sex. All right, all right. <laughs> yes, I bet Jamming would be en uh, enjoying this now. That 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 was longer than I expected. <laughs> it was very long. <laughs> but yeah, so essentially, so that's that's your that's the impression you got. Like people are 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 different when they're in a video game. I mean, wouldn't you think so? Like it, because you you can choose to not be yourself. You can choose to be a completely different person. Like in this case. Uh, he his best friend came in as a woman, as uh, Roxanne. Correct. And um, he said he enjoyed playing a woman. He loved being in her body. He loved the way it makes him feel. But in the game, what if, what if, what, what if he's secretly trans? He could be. Yeah. Or yeah, I mean, we don't know. But the they didn't go deeper than that. They, they just, didn't, yeah. And that's the problem yeah. with this episode. They didn't go deeper with that subject matter. When, when, yeah. when uh, which one is Theo? Theo is the Theo is the is the Roxette guy, right? Yeah, the is it Roxette? Roxette. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is Theo. Roxette. Yeah. Okay, so Theo plays Roxette. You know, and it's not, and it implies that he might be gay, but he also has girlfriends, right? He and, also has girlfriends, and he, but he becomes addicted, right, to playing this girl. Correct. Character. So I, I think the team of the the team of the uh, of the episode actually splits between Danny and 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 uh, Theo. And mm -hmm. Carl? Is it Carl? Carl, Carl. Oh, Theo is his wife. Oh, Theo's yeah. his wife. Yeah, Carl is and the one who plays Roxette. Yeah. Wow, it sounds like we saw the episode. All right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but okay. okay and I just that... saw this on Saturday, but I already forgot the name of the characters. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Okay. So so when 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 the the Falcon uh wants to get it on with with uh, <laughs> the Falcon, with, with yeah, the that's black, right. <laughs> with with the Black Mantis, you know, because mm -hmm. Carl is Black Mantis from Aquaman, I believe. Yeah, it is. It is. Is he? It is. He is. If you watch Aquaman, he, Carl plays Black Mantis. Wait, have I seen the most recent Aquaman? How come I don't know this? Shrug. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, that's that's him. Oh yeah, Same that guy. was him. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a Marvel DC crossover here. Huh. Um. Mm. But but yeah, and oh, and they and, kiss. And not only like that, they but kiss. not only that, but the, but Roxette is Mantis. Mantis. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. I thought she looked familiar. Mm -hmm. That's Mantis. 
I mean, for for the first couple of seconds, I was like, "Is that Kate Hudson?" Kate Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, back back to actually talking about the episode here. So, so your impression seems to be like, oh, the 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 theme of the episode is that people are different when they're in video games. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's a little bit dip, deeper than that. It's a little different than that. It has more to do with like, well, it's multiple teams really, but I think a, a lot of it has to do with the fact that. He's an old. He's a middle-aged guy already at this point in his he's life. He's bored in his marriage. He's bored in his marriage. He's in. Uh, he's in suburbia life. He is bored in life, kind of thing. And and him meeting up with Carl again kind of reignited how young he was. Right. He's not happy with how he looks. His his wife isn't as pretty as it used to be when they were young. So it it, it does seem like that. And then him going into a game where he has a young person's body, and then and then there's like this this hot like video game character, right. Mm-hmm. Um. The stereotype with a lot of gamers is that they, you know, the stereotype. The yeah, the stereotype. The stereotype with a lot of gamers is that they have the hots for video game characters like Lara, like Lara yeah. Croft, oh, or, so a, yeah, or it's Chun like a Li. Fantasy come true. Yeah, it's yeah. a fantasy come true. So he's here's his chance. This middle aged guy who gets to go to like a young Asian man's body, and then here's this video game character that he probably like had some, you know. Uh, bad thoughts on when he was younger, kind of thing, and he has now <laughs> this chance to to screw her, and then there we go. That's, that's what happens. Yeah. And then you get to not be yourself. You get to play a character and actually feel what they're feeling yeah. and control them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So you know, get to not be yourself. There's there's that too. Because if this if this is a video game, why would the game developers program sex into the game? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't <laughs> I make think it's not sense. so much programming sex into the game. It's allowing the players to have free reign over the character. Well, I mean, uh, allowing the players to have free reign over the character. Well, obviously, and then they they had to toss in the line. Yeah, you and you feel every every uh, everything. You, 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 you see, you feel every <laughs> physical thing because you're plugged in. You're literally plugged in. Now, why would you play a video game and actually feel like feel the hurt and actually want to feel paid? Like, why would you yeah. do that? But that was just the way of excusing the fact that oh, that's, that's the reason why they they'll can feel see, each they'll other. be able to feel everything. Yeah. Now, 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 when when they when they, <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking to this to you. <laughs> so so when, when they we're really analyzing this, aren't we? <laughs> so so when 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 they're quote unquote done with the deed, what happens mm-hmm. to his real life body? I mean, it's no different than than um, having a wet dreams, and then and then there's an actual physical reaction in the real world. They never showed anything about that. That's true. But then if you get hit multiple times, it's all in your head. Is it? Like you don't... But yeah, if, I mean, but he doesn't come out with bruises. But if it's in your head, your body is telling you, hey, you're feeling pain. Maybe you should you're, feel hey, you're bruises. You're feeling pain, but you're not actually getting pain inflicted on you. Okay. Pain is all in the... in the it, It's all in the brain. No, no, okay. You can... No, okay. Let's let's put that aside for now. I'm I'm referring more to to the uh, the physical act. No, 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 no. And the release. <laughs> the release. There you go. The release. <laughs> so so you know, once they have release, should their body in real life actually have a reaction? I mean, wet dreams exist for a reason as well, and there is like an actual real life scientific body reaction to wet dreams. So shouldn't they have the same thing happening in real life? Oh, Albert. <laughs> what? It's true. <laughs> it's true. This is the difference between a male body and a female body. <laughs> I'm just saying. And, and as a male in this conversation, who's only having this conversation in the first place, I'm saying that there's a flaw in the logic of this episode. It has not- I... 
would disagree. I would disagree because if if the hurt and the pain and like getting hit and everything doesn't actually cause any physical damage in the real world, I think the same would happen. That's why, like, when he went back to bed in that first time that that happened mm-hmm. with his wife, you know, who, who you know, well, in that case, the, in that case, then, <laughs> in that case, then, to put it bluntly, wouldn't he have a raging boner after that? Come on, uh, come on. I think the answer is duh. <laughs> come on, right? So I mean. If 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 he's able to have that as a reaction, then all the other physical stuff should have happened too. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay, let's move on. Let's move on from that. <laughs> okay, so the actual theme of the of the episode that I'm I'm saying is the fact that that this is their version of a midlife crisis, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's able to act out his fantasy with 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 a hot video game character, you know, as opposed to just like you know having sex with his wife kind of thing. So right. It does seem like, or like random people, which would actually be really cheating versus like virtual cheating. Right. I mean, I did find it interesting that that it was brought up. Like, uh, is this really cheating if it's in you know in a video game? Essentially. Oh, what's your perspective on that? Of course, it's cheating. Cheating is a, of course it's cheating. Cheating is an emo- cheating is mental. Yeah, cheating cheating is an emotional act. It isn't it isn't, it isn't necessarily a physical act. It is an emotional act. Yes, but. It's all in, it, it's be, all in the. It starts in the mind. To be fair, to be fair with the Falcon, you know, he didn't really have the hots for his friend. He was confused on why on why he had the urge to have sex with with his, with Roxette, even though he knows well, Roxette's being controlled by his friend. But exactly, he, he doesn't seem like he doesn't seem like he had the hots. They're for his actually friend. in love. Yeah. Right. Although Carl Carl was definitely uh, Black Mantis was definitely thinking that that might be the reason. But at the yeah. same time, you know, so it's like it is. It's weird. <laughs> it's very it's a very weird concept but then again it goes back to what i was saying in the beginning which is people get to be if you're if you're like acting out a different a completely different persona than what you are then yes you can your know, your brain will compartmentalize that person that persona without you even realizing and yes you can feel those feelings you can feel that attraction but then when reality hits it's like being catfished like when you meet the person the person in real life it's like oh oh there's no actual chemistry there i mm-hmm. see okay well you could have all the chemistry in texts in like online chatting video chatting whatever but then when you're physically in front of the person it's like ooh mm, i don't know yeah. no, <laughs> nothing's no, really true. happening here <laughs> it's true it's true uh, th- th- that is definitely a team in the episode and i mm-hmm. like i said i i'm ad- i'm adding in the whole thing where He's having a sort of like a midlife crisis, and he's not, he's like completely satisfied with the life that he has right now, and that this is mm-hmm. this is an escape. It's easy for him to do. Speaking of escape, though, uh, his wife at the end of the episode, I guess they have some kind of agreement on his birthday. He's able mm-hmm. to he's able to like have his sex games in the video game while while his wife is able to like um, actually have an affair. Ha- actually have an affair. So a lot of people see this. Oh, it's a happy ending. I'm not sure is if it, it really is. Yeah, yeah. See, is I'm not. Yeah, okay. Go, go ahead. Go is ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a compromise for them. Like she, she, she was complaining about how she always felt beautiful when she was waiting at a bar, and like somebody would, because that's how the the episode begins. Is he pretends to be hitting on her because that seems to turn her on. Correct. So since he doesn't show that much attraction for her anymore, she's still looking for that. She still needs that. So when the guy, when it, while she's waiting for him on their anniversary, a guy hits on her, she gets really excited about it. So that's what, like that, that's one thing that makes her feel validated 
as a woman. So, and, and for him, it's his way of being happier in the marriage because that's his one happiness that makes him, I don't know what it does for him, but it makes him feel, I guess, I don't know. It makes him feel like he happier <laughs> for lack of a better word. Well, because he gets but to then, have he gets to do his fantasy life of like he you gets know, to do his fantasy yeah. life. She gets to do her fantasy life, right? And then in one time a year, and then when they're both together, they're actually happier for it because I guess they compromise. So even even though Black Mirror is known to have like sad endings or depressing ending, um, this one a lot of people don't see it as that depressing. But at the same time, it's not that depressing, but it's still sad. It's that in the sense that that uh, the getting lost in a video game, essentially, basically, basically, this is the argument that people have about like online porn and whatnot. If you're addicted to porn, you you start not being able to have the same reaction in real life, and that's a problem, mm-hmm. right? So he has a problem. He shouldn't have gotten addicted to this to this video game fantasy life kind of thing, right? Because then it affected his his actual real life, his actual yeah. real life, where now his wife has to has to has to feel complete when when now she's with a stranger in a bar, you know. So mm-hmm. so that is kind of like a downward spiral in the relationship, even though even though it kind of almost looked like nope, they got the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. No, that's what I mean. I mean, pe- pe- if people, you know, we can't really judge because you know there are couples out there who would be happier have an open marriage. Way, you mean in an open relationship? So you're saying, you know, for more traditional couples like you know you and I, the the relationships that we're in, we would not definitely not be comfortable with something with an arrangement like that. Right. So you're saying this episode is about like the future of open marriages. I think it's just a. Sorry, my cat is trying to get into a paper bag. If you mm-hmm. hear all the crunching in the background. Okay, no problem. <laughs> um, it's just... Can you can you not do that when I'm talking? No. I like to do what I want to do. You're not food. You don't have to go in a paper bag. I'm not food, <laughs> but I want to eat food. But I want to be inside the bag. It's not about the food. <laughs> Yeah, so essentially that's striking vipers. Um, I think how you react to the episode will maybe you should consider, or if you're in a relationship and depending on that, might give you a different impression of how this episode, what this episode mm-hmm. is trying to say. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on. Moving on to uh, the second episode, uh, Smithereens, also written by Charlie Booker. I think they're all written by Charlie Booker. Yes, they are. Yeah, um, we have kind of the same theme going. Yeah, so Smithereens kind of plays on Uber. It plays on Twitter. It plays on Facebook. It plays on all social that. Social media, again. So- social a media. comment on social media. Yeah. So what is your impression of this episode? Um, I think it's taking responsibility. Like, if we go deep, uh, it's taking responsibility for our actions. Nowadays, when you look around at, at people... Um, they're constantly engaged in their phone. They're constantly, he's right. Like uh, he talks about he was so addicted. He couldn't go 10 seconds without getting bored and needing to check his phone for what um, Smithereens is basically like a Facebook. Right. Socially. So, you know, we are kind of the same nowadays where we're constantly checking our phone. Instagram, what's the latest updates? Facebook, what's the latest updates? We're constantly getting notifications. So we have to look down. And so his fiance, he blames himself for the death of his fiance because he was driving this dangerous and dark road at, late at night and he let himself get distracted. Now he wants to put responsibility on the founder, but all the while the founder was showing all this empathy and remorse and wanting to make changes. 
ultimately at the end of we don't really know what happens to the driver I, we assume he kills himself but uh at the end of the at the end of the episode Topher Grace the the founder who was crying with him who was empathizing very deeply with him once he heard it was over he just went back and started meditating again he just went on with his vacation basically so you're 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 thinking uh what's the guy's name you're thinking he went through all that to try and convince the founder to to make a a fundamental change in in the way social media would be used by the mass by by the mass population out of, out of everything you said that's the one thing i disagree with you on this episode really yeah because the, the one because remember at one point he does say that the 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 Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg type character. Yeah, that he that he didn't expect it to become this bad. That he no no no. There's a now an yeah, entire right. department. He that... says all that, and then what does what does the guy say? He gets shut up, shut up. I don't care about that. I just want to be listened. I just want to be heard. Hmm. If he, if he doesn't care about what the CEO thinks about his product, because he himself admits it's his fault. He's the reason why why his wife is dead. You know, it's not it's not the social media thing. He was addicted to it. But he's not blaming. He's not. He's blaming it in a way because he was addicted to it. But he never said anything about it needs to change. I mean, it's isn't it implied? No. Didn't you think it was implied? I I think the reason why that scene exists, where 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 Topher Grace was like saying like, yeah, it, it's 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 like a beast that went out of hand, and I didn't I didn't plan all this, and then his reaction was, I don't care about all that. That's that's not my problem. That's your problem. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to be heard. Which is, which to me, it does seem like this is a social commentary on social media, right? Which is, you just want to be, you just want to have your fifteen seconds of fame. Correct. Like everybody who puts something in status on uh, their status update on social media, they just want to be heard. They just want to be seen. They just want to be recognized for for who they are, kind of thing. You know how people mm-hmm. how people use like uh, tragedy, like. Oh my 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 car my car had an accident. I'm going to share. Oh, we this were on talking media. about this on another episode. What did we call it? Um, Something about narcissism. Yeah, it's a narcissism thing. Yeah. Right. So uh, essentially, I think I think that's what the episode is actually about. It's actually it's actually about like people who who go on social media because they want to be recognized. You know, they want to be heard. Heck, I have a podcast, and because that's because I want to be heard through my podcast, <laughs> right? So I I could I and I'm not blaming like uh, podcasting for for eating up hours of my week because I'm doing this because this is what I actually want to do. I just want to be heard. It's that kind of a thing with with the with the with the gunman. Ah, what's his mm-hmm. name? He he was he was the guy in Sherlock too. Uh, oh, was he? Yeah, he was uh, he was uh, Moriarty in Sherlock. But hmm. uh, but I think it's just a, an entire comment on um, you know the whole social media platform and how yeah it's a beast on its own. It's evolving. It's constantly changing. Ah, see, and you're, you're... it's either it's either we. It, and we're feeding into it. We're constantly just feeding into it and letting it grow. Why? It, it's a, um, yeah. It's just such a paradox because, like, you want, you want, you don't want to do it, but at the same time, you can't help yourself. And then, <coughs> excuse me, this, these developers, I'm sure they understand what they're doing, but then it's so successful, you can't help but to keep feeding the monster. Uh, but see, here, and it's just it's a vicious cycle. So, but see, here we go again. You're you're indicting social media as the problem. I'm, no, I'm actually just uh, I'm actually indicting social media and the users uh, as a whole. I think I think it, we we all like feed into each other's wants and needs, and because it's available, 
we use it. If it didn't exist, I mean, this didn't exist, what, 10 years ago? We didn't have this problem. Well, no, it, it existed 10 years ago. Facebook, Facebook has I mean, been okay, around since like the mid 2000s. No, but yeah, correct. In a sense, yeah. But, but at the same time, you got message boards back in the 90s and you can share your thoughts there and then you can get work. You but it's, get... Not as, it's not as like easily accessible as it is today. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't as, it wasn't as common. It was easy accessible. Hey, heck, it was free. Back, you back know what I mean. I know what you mean, <laughs> but I but I think in this episode isn't completely indicting social media. I think I think it's indicting the people who use social media and what they use it for. I think I think that's what that's what it really is. Okay. Because I mean, there were there were some parts of there I, I, in this episode that I thought it were really great. Because the one guy, the one cop, who's like, "Oh, I figured it out. He just wants attention, right?" And then mm-hmm. there was that whole sequence where where he he laid down. I've seen all these procedural shows. I know what you're gonna do. You're gonna do this. Oh yeah, and the if negotiator the, wanted to be the hero. Yeah, and he if, got shut out. Yeah, but see, he himself, he himself, the negotiator himself, who who's like, I I can do this. That's that's no different than anybody that goes to social media. Go like, look what I'm gonna do. Look look what look what I'm doing. You know, I'm gonna be the hero mm-hmm. kind of thing. I want attention. It, it does it does seem like a lot of people who just want attention. Well, everybody wants attention, and I think that's also what social media feeds into is Correct. the n- natural tendency of narcissism for people. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And then, but the but the reason why I'm saying it's more leaning towards the people who use social media as opposed to social media itself because of the very last the credit sequence. All right, what 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 do you make of the credit sequence? Um, where everybody kind of just goes on with their lives. Correct. Right. That isn't a social media thing. That's a people thing. You know, social media was there to be able to show the world, hey, this horrible thing happened. Maybe you should care, right? Mm-hmm. And then people look at it and they go, oh, okay, I'm done. And even, like you said, the CEO, Tover Gray, just goes back to his, to his like, silent retreat Meditation. After, he's, uh, yeah. after he's done. We don't even know if the guy died. We don't know if both of them died. We don't know if both of them lived. You know, but, but whatever, the re- what, whatever the result was, it's irrelevant. Because people's reactions will only give you like a, a few seconds of attention and then they're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Just I, like the helicopter crash yesterday. Yeah. Everybody already forgot about it today. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See? <laughs> so so that, that, that is a people thing. I, I really think this, I mean, unless Charlie Brooker talks about it, maybe he has. I haven't read the article. But if, I think this episode is more about the people who use the social media as opposed to social media being a problem in the first place. It, it's and there. I still disagree. I think it's it's because people will use something that's a tool that's available. And I think that's, like, I feel like it really comes hand in hand and, and that's the commentary there. But we can agree to disagree. True. Uh, what, 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 what's your opinion about the, the, the mother who was trying to get into her, her daughter's uh, Facebook account or persona account or whatever? How do you feel um, about that? I think she just needed closure. And because there was this persona account that could give him good could give her more information, she just couldn't let it go because it was available, because it because it was there. And she it was like a Pandora's box that she couldn't get let herself into. Right. And I think with any person who has a curiosity, like you know what they say, curiosity killed a cat, because if you can't control and, and just let it go. It'll just eat away at you every day. So you're saying it's a good thing that she was able to get into her daughter's persona account? I mean, it's yes and no. Because finally, because obviously she will never let go of it. That The fact that she was able to um, get into her persona account, whatever she finds, it could be more damaging than mm-hmm. helpful. If it is more damaging, then... At least she'll have closure. If it's more helpful, then at least she still has closure. 
There's nothing else to try to. There's no or, more secrets. Or will she? Oh, by the way, I, I think Smitherine is actually a commentary on Twitter, and Persona is a commentary on Facebook. Because it seems like Smitherine. Oh, totally. Yeah, because totally. Smitherine, anybody can look at it. And then Persona, it seems like you have to have a password to you know be friends with the person or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. that if you also notice when the sniper shot is gunshot, it was the same exact time she pressed enter to get into her daughter's account. Mm-hmm. Right? Which to me, it seems like the episode is saying. That she's going down a rabbit hole. She may that, that may actually not be good for her to look into. Of course, no, because yeah. it's it, she's again. It could be damaging because she's going to find out things that she probably was not ready to find out or was never meant to find out before. Yeah. But regardless, she was going down a rabbit hole whether or not she was getting into that persona account. But like you said, you know, curiosity kills a cat. I mean, finding out what happened may actually be worse than than, than just learning to let it go. I mean, not still continuing to be curious regardless of finding out or not finding out mm. will still be detrimental. Right. So that's Midorines, folks. Uh, so far, two episodes, even though people have said, oh, yeah, this is a Black Mirror season five season where we have happy endings. So for me and Ruthie, we were able to, to destroy that. <laughs> yep. We were able Successfully. To, we were able to find a depressing <laughs> point of view from each episode so far. Let's see if we can do the same in, in the next five. episode. High five. We can see, we can, let's see if we can do the same to Rachel, Jack, and Ashley too. Now, first off, um, you're familiar with the fact that the songs she sang in the, in the episode were, were uh, pop covers versions of Nine Inch Nails songs, right? Oh, were they? No. Yes. Like the very last song that you hear is almost like a straight cover of Head Like, Head like a Hole from Nine Inch Nails. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what they are. They, they're, they're essentially cover. Uh, they went and they reached out to Trent Reznor. They asked him, what, what do you think if we make a pop version of your songs? And then he's like, oh, yeah, sure. That sounds, that sounds like a great idea. What, what you try to do with it? And essentially, like you can make any song into like a pop version and you can any any song into a depressing song. You know, it's a kind of like a play on that. Oh, like they were doing in uh, in in her brain, from yeah, her brain waves. Like they were doing in her brain, exactly. Which, by the way, that was also a Nine Inch Nails song. Oh, so this, okay. This, so this is the this is a world that Nine Inch Nails does not exist because they're claiming that she wrote these songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, on that regards, I will I will say, uh, Nine Inch Nails fans, give it a rest. I know you guys are very precious and overprotective with with Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails songs. Uh, and they're going like, no, the worst. Miley tragedy. Cyrus is not trying to steal Nine Inch Nails. No, no, songs. Not, not that, not that. Their, their, <laughs> their thing is like, no, I can't believe they did a pop cover of Head Like a Hole. Why would they do that? <laughs> That's the thing. There's, there's there's this current outrage with Nine Inch Nails fans, like like saying it's blasphemous that they covered the songs this way, etc., etc. Even though Trent Reznor gave them authorization to do it, so so there's that. It's called. Our- um, create what is it? Artistic licensing, something. I, artistic licensing. Yeah, being creative. Besides, the point is that the episode itself kind of kind of caters to those fans because because apparently the original Rocky hard rock version of the songs is supposed to be better than the pop version. It, it does come up with that conclusion in the episode, which mm-hmm. which yeah. I don't think is always necessarily true, but but you know, um, it's no different than you know Johnny Cash. He released the song Hurt all those years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, Hurt was a cover of a Nine Inch Nails song. Really, I it didn't is. know that. Yeah, it's a really good cover. A lot of people like the cover, but a lot of Nine Inch Nails fans also hate it because he the it it, it kind of it's they, too much of a ballad. It's too much of a ballad, and he also changed some lines. They're very they're very protective about don't <laughs> change lines in the, in Nine Inch Nails songs. So yeah, even Johnny Cash, you know, the legend, 
actually was also criticized for doing that great cover of Hurt by Nice and Nails. But uh, yeah, so that so now that we get out of the way, what do you think about the episode? Um, for lack of a better word, it was cute. Yeah, that's the, I think that's a very good one word description <laughs> of the episode. It was cute. Okay, it's cute. Go on. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, uh, it remind me, it reminded me of um, like a teen Disney movie where, which I think was an was a an homage to Miley Cyrus' oh, um, past. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it does seem like it's also a spoof on her pop cult, pop days. Where it definitely was. It definitely was. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it, it's definitely a darker version of what her life was because you know when she made that change from Hannah Montana to like crazy tongue sticking out Miley Cyrus. Which is what happens Um, to Ashley O at the end of the episode. Which is Ashley O at at the end of the episode. So are you saying, I mean, are they saying the aunt is actually her dad, Billy Ray Cyrus? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, maybe he's not that horrible, but I'm sure she, it's like a somewhat of an autobiography that is not really like it's definitely fictional. Right. I'm sure none of those things happen to her, but um, yeah, I, I can see how it resonates with her own story, her own life, her own um, artistic creativity that she uh, um, free range that she has in terms of controlling what she wants to put out there, the kinds of songs that she wants to sing, the 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 um, the look that she wants to show her fans. But she's so stuck in you know, what actually is making money. So Hannah Montana was making a lot of money off of teeny bopper kids, but then she wants to eventually grow up and everybody's fear was no one's going to like her anymore, which kind of in real life, Miley Cyrus, when she turned into blonde, crazy uh, Miley Cyrus, Mm -hmm. like everybody was confused and I'm sure there was a bit of a struggle there, but you know, Miley Miley Cyrus fans are Still hardcore, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Ashley yeah. O fans who were easily able to abandon Ashley O because her, her music changed. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that. exactly. So uh, it, it resonated a lot with real life. Um, a little outrageous on the, you know, the doll. I mean, the doll was cute, but it, it reminded me of, of a Disney movie like Spy Kids where there's like, oh, let's go on an adventure. We, like, out of everybody, they're like, we need to save her. And they actually yes. did. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, it's true. It's true. Um, the most interesting part to me, actually, even though Ashley O's part is technically interesting, I was more curious to see how they handled uh, the the two teenage girls, Rachel and Jack. I'm guessing mm-hmm. Jack is short for Jacqueline. But, um, and, the, and the Ashley 2 doll. Uh, first off, all those Ashley 2s have Miley Cyrus's or Ashley O's personality in them, except with, mm-hmm. with uh, Limiter, right? So every, every, every toy... That were thrown away because they were "quote unquote" defective, where essentially they were murdering all these clones of Ashley O, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. First off, that's very yeah. Uh, that's very Black Mirror of of the episode. That might be the most of course. That might be the most Black Mirror of the episode because, like you said, it, yeah, it, it does seem like it's more like rainbows and unicorns in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. The whole the whole divide between uh, Rachel and Jack. You know, Jack is the is the whole like I'm gonna be I'm hardcore I'm tough because my mom died. You know, while while Rachel was more like like I need a friend who understands me because mom died, mm-hmm. right? It, yeah, it, it it seemed a little forced, like you're saying, like it's very it's very tropey. It's like like oh yeah, obviously yeah, like, the, like you can you can watch this episode with your eyes closed. Yeah, I mean that the, the the previous two episodes, I was I was like 
legitimately you didn't in- know where it was going to go correct like i was legitimately interested to see where this was going to go this uh, mm-hmm. this actually old uh, episode it seemed very obvious where it's going to go right <laughs> yeah. and it actually goes that direction right? yeah in very in very uh, cartoony humorous ways like the whole like breaking into the house thing you know i mean there was a whole, there's there's like a whole gag with with the with the the dad and the uh, he wants to like do like a humane way of capturing mice, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and then you have the detached dad, who like has no not like no idea what's going on with his daughters. Correct, because he's so entranced with his own misery. Well, I don't know if his misery. He seems legitimately like he wants to have a humane way of of capturing mice, right? But it seemed like all that subplot was just so they were able to to tap into the Ashley Two's doll's brain. To mm-hmm. unlock the thing because he has a thing where where he hooks it up to a rat's brain to a mice's brain. That's the reason why that machine even exists in that basement. And then <laughs> and then not only that, but but they needed some way to incapacitate the bodyguard. So you have a mouse taser, right? So it's seems, essentially a taser. Yeah. So essentially, it, it seemed like all that subplot with the dad was only created just to get to those plot points where they need to be able to to unlock the limiter in the brain of the doll and they need to be able to stun gun the, the bodyguard. That seems like that's it. That's it. Yep. That was all it was for. Yeah, and then, and then the racial character is kind of weird because, okay, so so she's she's in love with, with Ashley O as a, as a pop star and all that stuff. So once her music changed, she's able to change with her? Well, as opposed to the other Ashley O fans who weren't able to change along with her? I mean, Ashley owes now her friend, so of course she's right. going to change a lot. She's going to follow her along. I guess. And then Jack, who, you know, who's always super shy to play her guitar in public, is now like the guitarist for Ashley O. It's like... Her lead guitarist. Yeah. It's very, very convenient plotting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. So what would be... Not only that, but the, the whole hologram thing, it already exists in real life. We have Tupac hologram and all that stuff. Yeah. Right? Oh, there are people who are buying tickets for the Whitney Houston hologram. Right, so so that already exists. I mean, but what is the black mirror of this episode? Short of the whole, like we're me- we're we're murdering uh, AI clones of of Ashley O. Besides that, what is the black mirror of this episode? The black, um, the technology to capture her brainwaves and turn them into songs. That's really all I like to oh, think yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely that one, definitely that one. Yeah, like um, um, it it is reminiscent of what's that episode where. The wife's husband died, and she was able to bring him back through his social media memories mm-hmm. and recordings of himself. And then they were able to recreate him into um, a bio doll. Oh, okay. And so, in in essence, like they were able to tap into Ashley's brain and recreate her as a hologram and like into songs. Well, I mean, they recreated her, but it's still like a person on off the stage doing a mocap. Yeah, but it's it's like, um, there like is, there the is. songs. It's applicable to her songs where they can pull parts of of her brain, parts of her thoughts. Um, brainwaves and everything to create a song from that and um, just like in that episode with um, I can't remember the name of that episode in the episode where they recreated the husband they were able to just pull information from the internet about him and create him from that oh correct 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 like I said Charlie Brooker seems to be going down going down his own well multiple times with this yeah. matter but other than that, that was the only Black Mirror thing about it. That and the uh, killing all the dolls that has her personality and that kind of thing. 
Um, yeah. The the other thing too is also is that it does seem like a real life commentary as well to how to how the industry is treating their pop stars. I mean, uh, Prince Prince has a lot of songs he never released. Now that he's dead, they want to go ahead and and release those songs. And for all you know, he never really wants them released, right? Mm-hmm. Michael mm-hmm. Jackson went through the same exact thing. You know, they were able to release an album posthumously. Tupac went through the same thing where they were able to release an album posthumously. Right, and it seemed like that's the commentary with the whole like we're gonna scan her brain for for songs so that she can keep releasing them even though she's like mm-hmm. a vegetable. She could still making them money and right. nobody else, not even herself. Yeah, so 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 we were able to get like depressing parts from the, the previous two episodes. What would be the actual depressing part about this episode? Is there is an is it a, is it a legitimately happy conclusion or or not? It's a happy conclusion. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it was yeah. a happy ending. It's a happy ending. That's why I was like, oh, that's very not Black Mirror. Yeah, well, I mean, Black Mirror <laughs> had the happy endings before. I mean, San Junipero had a happy ending, right? Yeah. You know, but so, and Ali Dutch, San Junipero kind of played with the same topic about like getting your 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 mind into like a machine. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the reason out of the three episodes, this I think is the weakest. Even though I enjoyed watching it, it wasn't the best out of the three. I think I think mm-hmm. Smithereens, Smithereens is definitely the best out of the three. I thought Smithereens was the closest to a Black Mirror episode. I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And it's curious to see like like how will how was his plan actually supposed to work if if he didn't screw up? Yeah. So it, it, it's interesting mm-hmm. how it played out this way. So. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, there you go. Black Mirror season five. Uh, thanks for hearing our rambling <laughs> about three ep- the three episodes. It was eh. Season five was eh. I don't think but it was eh. I mean, I like the season, but it, it, out eh. of out of all the seasons, this is definitely the it wasn't weakest. as exciting. It wasn't as engaging and like mind blowing like that fa- you expect from Black Mirror. Is it fair though? Because they only had three episodes. The previous, the I think pre- they could have g- done with another episode. The previous seasons had like six episodes, right? And I would say a little over half of them were actually legitimately good. And I, I could have lived yeah. with like, two of them. So this is only like one episode short of like. Or two episodes short of actually being a really good season. Yeah. So I'm I'm not too hard on this season just because of the fact that you know it, it's still good. It's still not like like a bad show. So no, so, yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. It just wasn't very. Again, it was it was leaning more towards the feel good type of movie or show that Black Mirror isn't really known for. Yeah, but maybe Black Mirror wants to grow away from just like doing depressing stuff. Oh, so they wanna they wanna go into Ashley O with a pink yes. hair? Ashley O <laughs> is Ashley O is actually meta. <laughs> Ashley O is Charlie Brooker and Black Mirror saying like, you know, I, I'm well while Ashley O was trying to get away from her pop, her her happy side and wanted to go more to a darker way of life. Uh maybe maybe Charlie Brooker or Black Mirror wants to get away from the darker way of life and going more for a poppy side. Maybe it's a flip. It's a meta commentary on Charlie Brooker. Mm, maybe. 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 maybe the last few seasons were a little too dark and they're trying to lighten it back up. Well, I mean the dark the really darker ones were like the first couple of seasons. The when, when it was still yeah. in, when it was still yeah. in the, under the BBC. Which is like it really it, like the especially national anthem like really messed up messed me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Thanks for listening. This was episode 240 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Works Wednesday.